Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Well, hello there. This is Leanne Kim, and I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are talking about the four key ingredients that all great content must have. So as you may recall, in my last podcast, I was breaking down the different types of content. And we looked at the pros and cons of blogging, of podcasting, and of creating video. So I shared some of my thoughts on the different platforms or the different ways in which you could be reaching your audience. And we really broke each one down and talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, this week, I want to do a bit of a deeper dive when it comes to what kinds of things your content should include. And that's because for the last couple of years of coaching clients, I get this question a lot is, you know, what what should my content be like? Or what is quality content? How do I know if they're liking it? How do I know if this makes sense? If it's what I want to share? Should I just be, you know, blogging for the sake of blogging? And my answer is, hell no, we don't have to be blogging for the sake of blogging. So today I'm going to do a deeper dive into the four main ingredients that I I think your content should contain if you want it to do its job correctly. So, um, and what I mean by that is if you are a service-based business, if you are a coach or consultant or creative, essentially you are using your content as a means of reaching your ideal customers. So you're building connection with them, you're bringing them closer. And if your content does its job right, it's a great gateway for people to come and learn about who you are and what you do and to see eventually if they might be a fit for working with you. So that's certainly the case for me and a lot of the people that I follow online as well um, and that I admire is they use their podcast. Yes, it's a great means of giving away free, valuable content so they can grow their following and so they can grow their audience and share what they know with the world. So that's first and foremost is I do feel like I have a lot to say about business and business mindset and business strategy, of course, but it's a great way for me to get that out there. And it's just part of my bigger vision. I really want to help entrepreneurs grow and succeed. Even the ones who don't ever spend a dime with me. Guys, this is so important. This is not all about growing a business and making millions. It really is about the difference that you want to make in the world. And your content is another way that you can do that. It's another vehicle for you to reach and help people. So just because it's free doesn't mean that it's not important. It's as important as your paid programs or services, but it's a beautiful gateway. And in fact, you know, some of the coaches and consultants that I've hired and worked with over the past, I first heard about them because of their podcast. So I would follow them for a while. I would listen. I might come to an event or come to a webinar. And then I loved them so much eventually and got to know them really well that I eventually, you know, joined their program or something like that. So I've experienced this as a client from that perspective. So I was able to sort of flip it on its head and say, what does it look like 
as that service business owner. So that's what I want to be talking to you about today is, you know, as that business owner, what are the things that you really want to make sure your content contains so that people come on that journey with you and it doesn't just end with your content, that they actually take those further steps and, you know, have the potential to become a paid client and work with you at some point. So here are the four ingredients. I'm going to name them and then I'm going to break each one down in a little bit more detail. So the things that your content has to do, if you want it to be great content, is it's got to connect, it's got to educate, it's got to engage, and then it's got to inspire action. So let me start with the very first one. What do I mean by your content has to connect? So if you are doing your job right, you are putting out some sort of weekly consistent content. And if you can't do weekly, then do bi-weekly or do twice a month or do at the very least once a month. But keep in mind your audience is out there and they are waiting to hear from you. So you have to have a way of putting that out, putting your ideas out so that you can help and serve these people and bring them a little bit closer to you. So I talk more about that in the last podcast about how to find out which way is right for you. But the whatever you do, whether you're blogging, podcasting, or doing videos, your content has to build a connection with people. It has to be the kind of thing that people can either listen to or read and feel like they're getting to know you and getting to like you and hopefully eventually getting to trust you as well. So that is super, super important is that the you'll notice it's number one. I didn't go straight to educate as number one. Everyone thinks that, you know, I've got to teach, teach, teach in my content. And you do. It's important to share value and to help others grow. But if you're not doing item number one, which is to connect, then none of that matters. If people don't see you as someone that they like and that they respect and that they want to learn from, they're not going to learn. So building connection is first and foremost. So how you can do this is basically by telling stories. When you're creating great content, don't just jump on and think of, you know, sending a list of tips or just dumping information at people. Really think about telling them interesting anecdotes and historical stories from your past. You know, if you were a reader of my blog, you'll know I often talk about what happens in my personal relationship with my husband. He, he makes it into a lot of blogs. I'm sure he doesn't know that. And if he did, I don't think he'd be very happy about it because he's a super, super private person. But I, a lot of what I talk about in business, I can tell it better if I tell a story um, about something that happened in my personal life or with my kids or or, you know, when I was on a trip. So, and, and what's that expression? Facts tell and stories sell. So people retain the information more when it's in a story. And they, most importantly, they feel like they are getting to know you, the person behind the brand. So for those of you that are a personal brand, this is super super important. So if you want to build up that know, like, trust factor, right? Because we all know people don't buy from people that they don't know, like, and trust. So this this whole journey is really, really important. Taking someone from a stranger to a follower to, a, you know, maybe an interested party, a lead to a sale, that is a very long journey we are asking them to make. And in order to do it right, we have to help them know, like, and trust us. It's super important. So that is ingredient number one. Your content must 
connect or build connections with your potential audience. Okay, ingredient number two I mentioned was educate. So this is also super important. So I want you thinking about here, you know, what do you want to be known for? When I was first starting out, I was really clear. I wanted to be known as the sales and marketing expert for small businesses. I really felt like, you know, my 15, at that point, 15, 17 years in sales was really, really important. Having all that experience gave me credibility. And so I leaned on that quite a bit. And I wanted to be known as a sales expert. Now that has changed since then. But at the time, a lot of my content was about teaching people how to sell. And so I can, I will actually open up here and tell you that when I was first, when I launched my website two and a half years ago, the very first one, I had to create blogs. And when I committed to a weekly blog, there was a moment there in the early days where I was like, how am I going to create content every single week. How am I going to blog every week about sales? This is going to get really boring. And in fact, it did get really boring. But what I found was there were smaller, more bite-sized elements of sales that I wanted to teach on. So for example, what kept coming up again and again in my coaching work was that sales is really about confidence. And so I wrote a number of different blogs about self-confidence, right? I wrote one called Let the Haters Hate, which is really about being okay with not being everyone's best friend. So I wanted to be that expert in sales and marketing and everything that I put out there into the world was, it was geared towards positioning me as an expert in my field in sales and marketing. So I'm going to ask you guys to think about who do you want to be and what do you want to be known for? What kind of expert do you want to be? So if you're a nutritionist, what specific aspects of nutrition do you want to be known for or do you want to be an expert at? Or is there a specific niche within that area that you really want to focus down on and be that person who can help those people? But your content must be helping other people grow. So if educate, if that word is not landing with you or it feels too formal or too teachery, that's okay. But think about it this way, is that our jobs as entrepreneurs are to help others grow, no matter what you do. So how do you want to help them grow? And maybe think about not just one area, but I would say maybe three or four areas that you are an expert in that you can really help other people with, right? So for me, that was sales. It was marketing. It was also content creation. I talked a lot about putting out great content into the world and attracting your audience through content. A lot of it was sort of the psychological side of running a business, so the mindset piece. So decide for yourself the three or four different areas that you want to show up and consistently add value and help others with. And once you do that, once you've got those three or four areas, then you can start to say, okay, now what specific elements of these areas do I want to teach on or do I want to help others on? Because what we want to do with our content is we want people who are receiving the content to feel like, yes, I am being helped right now. We don't want them to feel like, 
oh, I have to opt into her list or I have to sign up for a program or I have to buy something to be helped. No, that is the exact opposite of what we want our content to do. We really want our content to say, hey, wherever it is that you're at, I've got something for you. I can help you. And here's how I'm going to help you today. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to opt in. This is my gift to you. So I would say this education piece, the second element, is really, really important. And if you're struggling here, then maybe think about, this is one of the areas that I always give people as as a tip. If you're struggling with what to teach, think about what your clients are asking on a regular basis. Just go in your mind to those sessions with your clients or those meetings or those discussions and say, what are people constantly turning to me for? Or what advice are people constantly asking for from me? What are they coming to me for? What questions am I hearing again and again and again? And that, my friends, is where you can get some great golden content for your people. That's where you teach on because they're already asking and you're already teaching on it. Just maybe thinking about it in a different way. Okay. Ingredient number three for putting out excellent content is to engage them. So this is where I would say you have to take it one step further. We don't want people just finding out about us, know, like, and trusting us, and then learning something and then going away. If we want this to be that gateway to your business and that gateway to people buying, eventually buying your products and services, then we have to continue, help to continue them on their journey. We have to engage them. Or you can think of it like, how can I bring someone just a a micro step closer to me? So a good example would be if you're putting out a, a weekly blog that you send via email to your audience, you might think about just asking them to answer a question at the end of the email, right? Or, um, I'd love to hear what you think about this. Hit reply. What we're looking to do always is we are looking to engage our people and we're looking to see how we can best engage them. So if this, you know, if your content gets shared on Facebook, then you might also say on Facebook, um, you know, uh, here's my question for you. Type your answer in the comments below and you want to see, is that resonating with people? Are they answering it? Are they jumping in and getting involved with the content? Or is it crickets? Because that's okay. I just want to be honest and say, it's okay if not every blog is a winner because they're not all going to be a winner, right? Just like not every podcast is going to be a winner. So be okay with not getting a response, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to ask for it. So you always want to be engaging them. Ask them for that comment or ask them for their question or what they want to know or ask them better yet, you know, ask them to share the blog. If you found this valuable, please share it with someone else who you think it might help, right? Anytime we're getting to take even, getting them, excuse me, to take even one small action, we are engaging them. And that's what you always want to be striving for is that engagement piece because now they're involved in your work. They can feel themselves changing as a result of your work and they're having a conversation with you. So that's ingredient number three. Ingredient number four is that next layer of that. So every piece of content that you have should be a call to action, right? Getting them to take some sort of bigger action. So um, not every piece of content has to have this. I want to stress this. Sometimes you just want to put out content or sometimes you don't have 
a big action that you want them to take. But an example of what I'm talking about might be, let's say you show up on a blog and you're talking about a specific element of what you do. And next week you have a live webinar that you want people to come to. So for the two or three weeks leading up to the live webinar, you might be talking about that topic that webinar topic that you're going to be sharing more on. And you might just create a bit of dialogue around that, share some content around that, and you're talking about different elements that you're going to do a deeper dive in the webinar. So this is great. And this is something that if now that I've said it, you can probably look around you and see other people who are doing this. I did this, um, again, my year two of business, and it worked really well. So anytime I had a webinar, I put out two or three blogs about that topic. And the call to action at the end of the blog was... I have a webinar coming up. If you're interested in learning more about this, click here to register for the webinar. Now, why this works really well is our weekly content, we're not going to do a deep dive every single week. Some weeks, we might just be scratching the surface or just getting them to think about one small idea, and that's okay. But we always want to be inviting them to take the next step. Um, And this is called permission marketing. For any of you who haven't heard this term, it's basically asking permission to share with them the next thing, to share with them, right? It's not cramming your programs and services down their throat. We're simply saying, here's what I know. Here's a thought or idea. And if you'd like to learn more about this, feel free to take this next action. So for some of you, the next action might not be a webinar. It might be you know, click here to come to my live and in-person workshop, right? You might ask them to take an even bigger leap or just click here to watch the video where I talk more about this or, you know, click here to whatever, subscribe to my weekly podcast. Like there's any number of call to actions that you could have at the end of every content. And again, if, if, Doing this every single week feels too much for you. You don't have to start there. But I would say anytime you do want people to come to a webinar or come to a workshop or take that next step, maybe it's to have a sales conversation with you, right? If you're interested in knowing about the program, I'm booking free you know, conversations or consults next week. You can click here to sign up for your now. There's so many different call to actions that you can have, but basically it's asking for that next layer of commitment. So beyond a like or a comment or a share, you're asking them to actually do something. And typically this would include giving them, giving you their name or email, because when they do that, now there's a bit of risk involved, right? So what that's telling us when someone signs up for a webinar and gives us their name and their email is it's telling us they are ready to take a bit of a leap of faith. They, they do want to be on our list. They do want to learn more from us. So that's an excellent stepping stone between, you know, I don't know you at all to, I kind of know you and I'm reading your stuff to I've cut, I've made a comment and I'm feeling engaged Two, the next step after this would be, I'm ready to buy your services. I'm ready to sign up for that program, that paid program of yours. So you can see how this is all part of a bigger journey here, right? But we have to remember that our content is the thing that people see all the time. It's the vehicle that we're using to reach and engage people all the time. So in my opinion, if we're going to put out content, we really want to make sure that it's quality content and that it's doing its job. Its job is to bring people closer to us so that eventually they are primed and ready to take the next step. So 
Whew. This was a bit of a doozy, but I hope this is making sense for you. And call to action here. I would love to hear what you thought about this week's podcast. So you can go ahead and shoot me an email or reply to this and just tell me what you thought about this. Tell me what parts were resonating with you or tell me if there's a piece that you want to know more about. I really want to hear from you on this one. So once again, those four key ingredients for killer content that it's doing its job and bringing people closer to you are, our content's going to make a connection, it's going to educate or teach our people, it's going to engage them, and it's going to inspire them to take some sort of action with us. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, guys. I really hope that you're enjoying the podcast overall and that you're finding it helpful and it's making a difference in your world. Thanks so much for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Business of Thinking Big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com. 